This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, recorded in studio, so it sounds a lot better and a lot nicer than it has recently. Uh, This is a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And in this episode, I'm, like I say, I'm back in the studio. I'm not recording on my phone with traffic and dogs and craziness in the background. And I want to share a passage from Colossians chapter 3. Paul's writing to uh, the church in Colossae, and he talks about uh, the heading for this chapter that, you know, obviously wasn't something that Paul wrote, but it's something that has been uh, added in after the fact to kind of give us an idea of what's going on, what he's talking about in Colossians chapter 3. And the little title, the heading there, in the NIV at least, is living as those made alive in Christ. And I just, I want to really set this up before I start reading through this passage because that, even that line right there really jumps out at me. And it says, okay, living as those made alive in Christ. So Paul's going to be delving into what it looks like because this transformation has taken place in our lives. There are different ways that this idea is talked about throughout Scripture, and Paul's going to talk about it in one way. In this passage here, he's talking about since we've been raised with Christ— But different ways that this has been referred to throughout different passages in Scripture, uh, we're told that our citizenship is in heaven. We're called a new creation. Jesus talks about being reborn. And that's really what Paul's getting at here in Colossians chapter 3. And so I'm going to read quite a bit of this chapter, quite a bit of this passage Because I think what he does here is sets up, okay, because of being made alive in Christ, because of being raised with him, because our citizenship is in heaven, we're a new creation, we're experiencing a rebirth, here is how our lives look. Because of what God has done in our lives, because of the change that he's made, what are the things that look different now? And so Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1, Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And now, starting in verse 5, Paul starts to talk about, okay, because our hearts are set, our minds are set, because we're 
understanding in the moment that we're living here on earth, but our citizenship is in heaven because we're understanding that we've been raised with Christ. He says in verse five, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourself, yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, Paul goes on, that's not the end of Colossians chapter 3, but I think from that passage that I read, that's through verse 14. So Colossians 3, 1 through 14. And I would encourage all of us to not just hear that one time and go, okay, yep, thanks, got it. But maybe spend some time this week with this passage because what Paul is doing here is he's laying out okay I want you to understand that because you have been raised with Christ because you're a new creation there are some things that were part of the old creation that were part of um, the old self the self that was um of the flesh, you know, those are other pictures that are used throughout scripture to describe pre-transformation, pre what God does in our lives, where he comes in and he brings about this rebirth, this new creation, this being made alive in Christ. And so Paul goes down the list and there are some things on that list that we go, Yep, completely. Those were things that defined my life before I met Christ. And if we're honest, we see some things on that list where we go, okay, I need to continue to work at handing this aspect of my life over to God because um, I haven't done a perfect or that's not the word I want to use, but I have some more work to do, uh, putting to death the things that belong to my earthly nature. Like Paul lists here, 
sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. He calls, uh, he says right after, which is idolatry. But then he goes on and a couple verses later says, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self. So he gives us this list of things to put to death because they belong to the earthly nature. And then a second list of things that we need to rid ourselves of. And when I read through this passage and when I read through this list, like I said, I see some things on there where I go, I'm definitely uh, making progress, but I've got some ridding still to do because there are some of those things that pop up in my life from time to time. And I want to be living like the heading of this, this chapter says, as those made alive in Christ. And the amazing thing is what I love so much about Scripture and about the way that God works in our lives is that he doesn't just say, okay, get rid of these things. Okay, stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing this. And you're on your own, so hopefully you can figure it out. Um, God, through his Holy Spirit, wants to continue to be at work in our lives, wants to um, bring us to that point of acknowledging where we're living in the old self, acknowledging where we're not living as those made alive in Christ, raised with Christ, a new creation, and to surrender that to him, to confess that to him, and to ask for his power at work in us um, to bring about more and more and more of the new creation. And later on in verse 12, he talks about um, what are the things that do mark our lives as followers of Jesus. So he starts with the list of the things that we need to put to death, the things that we need to get rid of. But then in verse 12, he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That is a high calling. And that is also what it looks like to live as those who have been made alive in Christ. And so Paul, he talks about what it looks like 
to live as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. And I want to ask all of us, I want to ask myself, and I want to ask everyone listening, um, how are we doing with that? Are we clothing ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? Are we bearing with one another and forgiving one another and over all of those things, putting on love? You know, I, I think that we're living in a, a unique time where uh, it's not the first time that there's been uh, a lot of difficult, challenging factors and a lot of difficult, challenging things going on uh, in, you know, during people's lifetime. But we're living in a time where uh, really it's a lot more normal to be defined by what, what you're against instead of by what you're for. And I want to encourage us as followers of Jesus to look at, okay, how, how do I stand up for justice? How do I stand against injustice and um, things that are clearly wrong But how do I do that as a person filled with, clothed with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? How do I do that as a forgiving, bearing with one another type of person who is marked by love? And I can't remember what episode number it was. Let's see if I can maybe pull it up here. Um, but I recorded an episode, maybe in my notes, it's episode 18. Uh, it's called Jesus thoughts on violence. And I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that. Jesus did some teaching on what it looks like to stand up, uh, against injustice, what it looks like to stand up and point out that this is not right without, um, without giving up being clothed in compassion. And, uh, I lost my place in the verse without being clothed in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He emulated, well, he didn't emulate, he lived it and we're called to emulate, um, what it looks like to do those things in a broken world. And I don't think anybody needs to be convinced right now that we're living in a broken world. Um, but I think we all need to we all need to be proactive and to be constantly mindful in the moment of what does it look like to live, as those made alive in Christ in the midst of a broken world. Because it's a whole lot easier um, to be angry. There's lots of reason to be angry. It's a whole lot easier to be bitter. There's lots of reason to be bitter. 
it's a whole lot easier to be um, divisive and opinionated to the point where we create conflict just because we, you know, we're so frustrated about things. Um, you know, if you've been listening to the past four or five episodes that I've done, you know that uh, I have opinions on things that are going on in our world right now. And I'm challenged myself to say, okay, what does it look like um, to be known for being a person who's compassionate and kind and humble and gentle and patient and forgiving and loving. Um, I want to encourage all of us to ask those questions because without going along with things that were not right, Jesus walked that line of being that person compassionate and kind and humble and gentle and patient, forgiving and loving. And that's what we're called to do too. So I want to encourage all of us to take a look at how we do that, how we live into that calling, how we're faithful to um, God's standard and his expectation for our lives and how we can be more and more faithfully looking like Jesus because that's what we want our lives to be all about. And when we do that, it's going to point people to him. So let's go spend some time, like I said, this week with this passage, with Colossians chapter 3, and read through this list of what we need to put to death, what we need to get rid of in our lives, and read this list of what we're called to look like, what we're called to be, all about as followers of Jesus.